You know who to call when you have ghosts. But who do you call when you have monsters roaming around your neighborhood, eating up all the children who are tucked in their beds like little human burritos? The Monster Squad, a podcast that isn't afraid to check under your bed, a podcast that isn't faint of heart to delve into the darkest corners of your domain, a podcast that isn't scared to kick Wolfman in the nards. When strange things start to go down in your town, who needs a crucifix when Monster Squad has your six? Give a sinister scream for your host Simeon and hostess Maddie. Shot into space. <laughs> Straight into space like a space monkey. Did you just see me? You scare me. No. I was looking down, reviewing, and I went. <gasps> my, my eyes noise did. My Pew! eyes. Yeah. I just wasn't expecting a noise like that. That's my space noise. <laughs> so my eyes bugged out. That's my. Uh, you get shot in, into outer space noise. Yeah. You made me go bug eyed. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Maybe that's what the, your eyes would look like when you get, if you got shot out in outer space. Yeah. Bug-eyed. Maybe it would correct my vision. Have you seen Total Recall? No. Okay, never mind. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this wouldn't make sense to you. Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah, he's on Mars or whatever. And oh. his, uh, there's a sequence where uh, his uh, helmet breaks Oh, and shit. the pressure on Mars or whatever, and uh, he's, his his eyes get super bug eyed and about ready to pop out, and he's like, <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> his eyes and his oh face is God. like about ready to explode. Do his eyes burst? Um, I think he does, or right before he does, or whatever. Then it like it stops. The, that scene stops. But yeah, that's funny. Um, but um, yeah, yeah and this it's an old movie, anyways. But that that sequence I is know a, the name of it. The sequence like, is a dream sequence, uh, I believe, if if I'm not mistaken. But of course, this is not a podcast that uh, reviews movies like that. But you know, Total Recall, <laughs> sci-fi movie. Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, <laughs> This one is a, a space episode, but before we get into all that junk, because the title of this episode is going to say exactly what it is, so whatever. Um, what is what's haunting us? Ooh. Hmm. That was my own. I don't add sound effects. We do them. We do our own sound effects. We don't add soundboards or shit. We don't have a fucking soundboard that we just press a button. We like our own sounds. Pew! <laughs> this is a good one. Knock, 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 knock. <laughs> What's haunting me? Hmm. No. My wrist. Oh, yeah. So, funny story. Tell it to me. For y'all that don't know, you already know, but well, everybody... I want to hear it again. Okay. <laughs> and I pretend like I didn't hear it. Okay. That works. I like it. Um, <laughs> yeah, you do. For those of you who don't know that I'm a barista at Starbucks, um, it was happy hour, buy one, get one Thursday. 
And this last Thursday I worked, of course, I'm always scheduled on the buy one, get one Thursday because, you know, life sucks. Um, I don't know. <laughs> they just More like does. me, I guess. I, I mean, don't know. Yeah. Um, and I made like 50 frappuccinos in like an hour. Fuck. I swear. And we have this smoked butterscotch right now and it's really thick. Thick. <laughs> and it's hard to, it's hard to get it out. And I messed my wrist up real bad. How many times did you say you pumped that wrist? I don't even know. Did you pump it like real at least good? like probably like a hundred times? Hundred times. Yeah. Ow! Dun 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 So no one get smoked butterscotch. If you get smoked butterscotch, I'm gonna throw your frappuccino at your window of your car. So watch out. Hell yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> that reminds me of like the syrup um, that I would buy, the, the Ghirardelli chocolate or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's like extra thick. And you'd have to like slam that shit down to get it out of the the bottle. Damn. Mm-hmm. Mine's worse. I, I don't know. I've never used it, but I imagine <laughs> maybe so. Have you used the, the other bottles? The- no. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Yours is worse. Then. <laughs> You win. Next time you come into Starbucks, I'm going to yeah. cut open the smoke butter scotch mm-hmm. container and show you how thick it is. You can tell. It's like it literally when you get it out of the container that comes in, it's like still in a brick. It's like still in a cube. Wow. It's so thick. It's got to be pretty bad then. It's yeah. 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 I had to like really dig in. There's this spot, you guys, uh, you guys, you guys listen to this right now. Um, <laughs> there's this spot like um, on your forearm and it is a like tendon the, that the runs jacking down. jacking off muscle. Yeah, pretty much. It's in between the bone and the muscle or whatever. If It's hard to describe it. Shut the fuck up, bird. <laughs> um, it's hard to describe it, but man, you know, like, can you, can you flex that muscle on the forearm? That pops up or... Only men can do that. It's oh, okay. Only men. When they jack off. Yeah. It's the jack off muscle then. Yeah. But anyways, so... I can't. Um, well, <laughs> Mine doesn't stick out like that. Turn your um, turn your arm. I'm trying to describe this right now. So you, you take your arm and you, you fucking cock it out. <laughs> like almost... You can cock it out at a 90 degree angle where your, your arm's bent or whatever. And thumbs up. So your thumb is going to be facing up. And if you run... With your uh, make a fist and your thumb up. If you run your hand from your thumb up your forearm, that's your your muscle, your forearm muscle. And if you go up almost to the elbow and then go over and just feel around in between the muscle and the bone. Uh, I don't know. If you have the tendon, it probably if you press it, it makes your fingers twitch. Mm-hmm. If you flick the the forearm bean, it will. Cause a sensation. Jeez. If you flick it enough times. She flicked mine a lot last night. And it was wonderful. Oh, yeah, I did. Yikes. Yikes. Watch out. Um, yeah, sorry, so. not sorry. <laughs> Anything else that's been haunting you? Or just mainly your wrist? At the moment, yeah. How many hours it took down or took for me to take down christmas and it's still not done 
Oh yeah, you you sent me pictures. You actually, I mean, it looked like a lot, a lot of work that you did. It was a lot. Putting away that Christmas, that fucking that Santa Claus, that fat bitch. I think I've decided I'm never Santa putting Clauses. a Christmas tree up ever again in my life. <laughs> Just kidding. I'll yeah, put one will. up next year. I mean, we'll we might do the the uh, Halloween slash Christmas thing. Well, at least I want to do it where I have like a fucking Halloween tree. Yeah, that'd be cool. A Nightmare Before like a Christmas. Tree? Shit. Yeah. I think it'd be cool to have a black tree with mm-hmm. ooh, with like purple lights. Mm-hmm. Sick. Yeah. And just like you could do anything, Jack Skellington, anything you want or um, just decorate the shit out of it. And then you can even leave it. So it's October, November. Um, and then you burn it on Thanksgiving. The the day before Thanksgiving, you set it on fire. Mm-hmm. And then you... Um, Get out the Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or you try to uh, resurrect it. You uh, break out the Necronomicon and try to resurrect that shit. Um, to bring it back again. Because there's only one day that exists for Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving Day. The rest belongs to the Halloween and Christmas. But um, I don't know what's haunting me. Um, work. Somebody has something stashed in the prison purse. They're asshole at work. That's all I know. Um, you know who you are if you ever listen to this. But um, How would they, they listen? Would. No, when they, if they ever do. Oh. I said if they ever do. Which they like, won't. what? How? I doubt it. Um, but anyways... Yeah, I don't know, um, but it's my weekend, so that's good. Um, yeah, and we're recording this um, uh, Fresh Kill Friday on a Monday, but other than that, nothing else is really that's really haunting, haunting you? me. That we're recording it on Monday. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a Fresh Kill Friday episode that yeah that is not sucks. recorded fresh, freshly killed. But sorry, guys, work. Yeah. Oh, well, well, it's not so bad too. Whoa. My stomach just growled really loud, but, um, it's not so bad because, um, this movie's obviously, we probably got it late in Yakima. Yeah. We got it late probably. And it's been out in the film festivals and all that shit, like color out of space. It's, uh, yeah, you guys might've already seen it or may have not have, but, um, by the time you, uh, listen to this, it still won't be available to purchase, but it will soon. I think it hits, Blu-ray, um, or whatever your preferred method is, 4K, Blu-ray, whatever, the 25th of this month, February. And then, um, um, VOD, uh, that video on demand, I think is going to be before that too. So, I mean, check it out, fools. But yeah. So, um, I am your host, Simeon. Oh, shoot. We forgot to do that. Holy shit. (laughs) Oh, shoot. Oh my god, there's How no many going minutes? back. Oh, I was gonna say we're almost like 12 minutes in. Now nah, there's no going back, but I am your <laughs> host, Simeon, just so you know. And uh, I don't know who I am, I forgot. Okay, she is just your kidding. hostess. <laughs> <laughs> I have short term memory loss, remember? She's your hostess, Maddie. Madison, mm-hmm. yes, indeed. Uh, yes, and this is the Monster Squad, where we teach you how to monster against the monsters. Your face when you tell. Oh Jesus! When you talk like that, yeah, that's really funny. Do you have to make I that to face to character. talk like that? Well, yeah. Each face that I, I have to either put myself mentally as an image as the person or the character I'm I'm doing the voice for or face, 
facial what expressions. Face, what face do you make when you say, mm, doobly, mm, mm, yes, definitely. <laughs> the square root of my asshole is doubled in space. <laughs> it's doubled in space? Yeah, in space it is. Yeah. Um, so this, yeah, this is Monster Squad podcast for those of you that are joining us for the first time uh, i'm sorry and then for those of you that are coming back again i'm also sorry um no <laughs> thank you either way um and of course our podcast is rated e and that is not for everyone that is not for everyone for explicit uh, yeah the e yeah. stands for explicit just so you know don't get it twisted you sick sons of bitches um yeah don't get it twisted. We're explicit. What? What? <laughs> yeah, this is also, for those of you who don't know, Fresh Kill Friday, which it's not a Friday. It's fucking Monday. I feel so fucking awkward right now. <laughs> um, Yeah, but normally we would be releasing this on a Friday right after we watch the movie. I've had time to sit on it. You've had time to sit on it. Has it hatched? Uh, mine finally hatched what I thought about it. Maybe this is one of the ones that actually is a blessing that we're recording on Monday because I needed to sit on it for a little bit. I needed some time. Yeah. I needed some. But I don't even know. I still depth. feel a little. I don't even know. I needed to dig. Did, 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 dig. <laughs> did, did I say? Dig. Did, 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 dig. I needed. Is this a subgenre? Well, so um, we're going to talk about um, the next part is genre placement. So, so let me see here. This is this is the part of the episode where we try to figure out what kind of genre it is or subgenre. So we have the main genres are gore and disturbing, and uh, that is like. Um, the loved ones, the green inferno, just stuff like that. Then we have psychological, which is like the shining, uh, frailty, the Babadook. Um, and then we have killer, which involves all sorts of fucking like slashers, like, like scream and stuff like that. And then we have monster, which includes, you know, like vampires, werewolves, fucking zombies and fucking all that shit, small creatures. Then we have, um, paranormal which obviously that's like the movie like exorcist the evil dead the witch the conjuring blah it follows uh, oculus um but it gives into like more there's subgenres to that too and then there's like jesus christ there's jesus christ as a as a genre really um, <laughs> I was just if you were paying attention <laughs> I'm, I'm writing my no, review you, but i'm paying attention i know you are i was just just uh calling you out of course i'm paying attention i know you are but i was just doing it for fun i have a two and a half year old i can multitask <laughs> i got this shit so um this is known as lovecraftian horror uh cosmic horror so it has its own name to so yeah so hp lovecraft has its own like genre subgenre lovecraftian but it's also cosmic as well so i'm looking at my 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 chart here and i don't see help me out if um just for a second because i do not see anywhere 
where we have Lovecraftian or cosmic? No. I've even we've even got gothic horror in there. I mean, come on, we've got even we have we've gone to the extent of like fucking French extremity horror. That's fucking. <laughs> but um, I don't know where I'd put this. Um, because it is not mythological. I wouldn't put it there. Um, I'm just gonna say that's a subgenre. Lore? You know what? It can. But let's do it. Let's create one that's not even on here. And just, I mean, just Lovecraftian slash cosmic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I feel like if Gothic and French, what is that? Extremity? Yeah. French extremity. If those are on there, then cosmic should be, yeah. So cosmic basically means um, anything that is so just fucking weird that you couldn't totally... You can't totally wrap your your head around it if you were just to read it sometimes, or it's hard to describe. But fucking cosmic horror can be way out there, um, and of course H.P. Lovecraft was very well known for writing stuff that um, is just like what the fuck. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I uh, I don't know if there's even a, a definition that I could use for Lovecraftian cosmic, but I am going to actually check right now. Cause that's how fucking, um, prepared I am. I'm so prepared. Actually, I did a lot of pre- preparation for this podcast. I like winging stuff, but, um, I like winging stuff usually, but there's some amount that I, I like to outline. Um, so Lovecraftian, okay. Well, according to Wikipedia, uh, Lovecraftian horror is actually a subgenre of horror fiction that emphasizes the cosmic horror of the unknown more than gore or other elements of shock. It is named after the American author H.P. Lovecraft. Rip. Rest in peace. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that doesn't really tell you much, but... If you know what it is, then it tells you a lot. I didn't know what it was until you told me about it. Okay. Well, good. I mean, I don't know if you... um, Or maybe I did without knowing that I knew what it was. Yeah, you might I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. There's a lot of that, too. Well, now that you've seen also uh, Color Out of Space, which um, that's what this fucking episode is all about, is Color Out of Space... Um, now you can kind of like put a place mark, uh, a bookmark that type of genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the next thing is um, other movies that might pair well and make possibly, you know, make like a good double feature. But before we get into that, I need to crack my fucking, my fucking drink, my tasty beverage. Here it comes. And what is this? What do we got here? It's space dust. It's an IPA, fools. What percentage is it, you might ask? I know you're wondering. Who knows? I don't know either because I'm fucking looking on the can right now. (laughs) 8.2% by volume. 
And um, it's very fitting for today's episode, Color Out of Space, because it's space dust. It has a fucking hop ahead that is a hop, and he's shooting fucking, I guess, space space dust dust out of his mouth. So there we go. Mine's only 5%. (laughs) Wah, wah. Weak ass. Weak, son. 5%. Oh, well. I mean. About to get fucked up. (laughs) Just kidding. Ooh. Hmm. I don't know. It's got a A strong taste of something. Mm Mm-hmm. You're drinking some uh, hard cider. I am. Crisp apple. Hard angry orchard cider. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even want to say angry orchard. People are like, that's the weakest cider there is. I mean, nah. I mean, well, to me... It was the very first cider I ever started out with, though, so... Well, same. Same. And now it's just... um, Now I can't do it after having... After been... You know, I've gone to, like, I don't know how many cider festivals and stuff like that. Yeah. And tried so many different ciders that... That is now the Budweiser to me of of hard cider. Yeah. But... What I really want to get is the One Tree... um, The caramel... Crisp caramel apple, whatever it was, cinnamon caramel, caramel cinnamon apple. I don't know. It was bomb. It, anyway. it, it was good. It reminded me of um, that um, that D's wicked um, baked apple cider yeah. a little bit. It was good. Yeah, it was really good. Um, so other movies that might pair well. Uh, what what would make a good double feature for uh, this color out of space? I am saying. In the Mouth of Madness from 1994. Because, fuck. It definitely took some H.P. Lovecraft fucking and ran with a little bit of that. Um, definitely some inspiration in that movie. I think they'd make a good pairing. Personally, you have not seen In the Mouth of Madness yet. No. So I will agree with you. Okay. <laughs> Is there Are there any other movies you've seen that are similar to Color Out of Space? It's... Mm. No, I mean, I've never had the same reaction that I had with this movie after it ended that I've ever, I've never had that with a movie before. Mind blown. Should I say the line that I said right after or should I wait? You can say it anytime you want. (laughs) Right after the movie, I think the credits had rolled or that were starting to roll and I was like, wow, my mind is fucked or my mind has really been fucked. Yeah, (laughs) it's very well fitting. I... As a um, a fan of H.P. Lovecraft, I was not too shocked, but it still shocked me. So, I, does that make sense? It does make sense in my own head. But um, I knew I wanted certain things, and I did get them. So, there's that. The guy who um, who directed this which we'll get into that more later or whatever, but he definitely had a love for HP Lovecraft. I could tell. Um, definitely. So yeah. Um, color out of space. Uh, let's, let me read the synopsis for you. Um, a story of cosmic terror about the gardeners. Uh, 
a family who moves to a remote farmstead in rural New England to escape the hustle of the 21st century. They are busy adapting to their new life when a meteorite crashes into their front yard. The mysterious aerolite seems to melt into the earth, infecting both the land and the properties of space-time with a strange, otherworldly color. To their horror, the Gardner family discover that this alien force is gradually mutating every life form that it touches, including them. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so that, that was a for Letterbox. That was a that's a long synopsis. I like using Letterbox for that. I know I talk a lot of shit about Letterbox, but I like Letterbox. <laughs> but you also really like them too, so yeah. it's fine. It's a it, love hate thing. It's fine. It's a love hate thing, and I do love it. Um, one of my things um, this year: more horror, less hate. So you know what? I'm gonna stop hating on. No, I won't. Yeah, you won't. I won't. <laughs> if it comes up... It's fine. Because I'm going to read reviews, and if I think a review is stupid, I'm going to call it out. But let's... I won't... Okay, I'm not going to hate on Letterboxd. I'll hate on the individual based on their character. That sounds good. Yeah, right? Isn't that, isn't that fair? Agreed. If somebody writes a stupid review, I'm going to call them out on it. And a stupid review is not... A bad review is not stupid. A stupid review is like, this movie... Um, this movie got me, got the feels in me and this and that. And the acting was good. And then they give it two stars or whatever. And they explain no reason for the two stars. That's a stupid review. Yeah. Go to hell. And then, um, or like the person that called out Johnny Depp, they took the time to edit the review of nightmare on Elm street and say, uh, something about Johnny Depp can fucking choke and die or something like that. And they edited their review. They took the time to edit the review. Bullshit. Yeah, this is bullshit. I'm going to call it. I've said this. I don't know how many times, but I'm, I'm going to keep referencing it. I looked I looked back just yesterday. They have not gone back and re-edited the review, even with the recent light of things with Johnny Depp idiots. being the one that was abused or whatever. But whatever. They take the time to do it the other way, but not the other way around. So, you know, fuck that person. Um, but anyways, um, <laughs> this is the part where we do the film review and rating because we don't like people having to wait till the very end of the podcast. That's right. Yeah. 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 We're not, we're not, um, cock bitches. We <laughs> like giving you, <laughs> we're not a holes. <laughs> what you want. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, look, we're only 27 minutes in and you could get a quick listen right now. Half an hour get in and out. Um, in and out quick for some long for others. Um, <laughs> but anyways, let's do this. Whose turn is it? Technically, I think it's mine, but... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You want to go first? Ladies' choice. Oh. You can oh, even have oh, me go first oh, if you want oh, to. I'm oh, giving oh, ladies' I choice think, on this. I think I'm going to have you go first. Okay. Because why not? Okay. All right. Because I like it like that. I'm going off uh, my letterbox, which um, I shall remain anonymous. Um not really, because it's got my fucking name on Letterboxd. <laughs> you can find me if you really want to. I'm not out for attention on Letterboxd, so whatever. If you find me, fuck yeah. If you can't yes. find me, then who are you? know, that's, I don't really care. Yes, he is. What? <laughs> out for attention on Letterboxd. <laughs> no. On my own podcast, but 
even I would still do this podcast even if um even if I only had like a couple listeners, but luckily we have more than that. We have a good a fair amount. I mean, it's not nowhere near fucking the top cop pod, cock podcasters. <laughs> Whatever that was. But um maybe one day. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Hopefully. Um, so color out of space, which is list the years listed as 2019, by the way, I have 2020 on my paper here, but, um, that's cause we just saw it in 2020, but technically film festival, 2019. Um, and we watched it, uh, February 7th, which was this last Friday. I wrote, watched this HP Lovecraft inspired film with no real expectations other than hope. Still processing this trippy piece of work, my mind is melted into the deepest parts of space. And so that was my initial review the same day. Of course, I got more to say about it now. But my mind is still melted in the deepest parts of space over this movie. Um, I gave it a four out of five. Four out of five stars. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It might be my favorite of the year, although it's tied with um, Gretel and Hansel currently. Um, I don't know which one I like better yet. They're so different. Yeah. They're so different, but they're tied right now. I give that one a four out of five. I give this one a four out of five. The more I think about it, this one might be my favorite movie, horror movie of the year so far. Well, yeah. so far. So, well, yeah, it's still early. We're in February, <laughs> but I always say so far. Okay. I mean, how many have we watched Um, this year? Is this three or four? Three? I think three. Let me check. Yeah. Wait. I have my list. This is no five. Five? Yeah. Uh, We watched The Grudge. Oh, The Grudge. Underwater. Turning. Gretel and Hansel. Color out of space. Okay. Well, this is five. This is my favorite out of the five, I think. I've got it listed. uh, I've got them ranked in order right here. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. So, yeah. In case you do want to know, my order is Color out of space. Gretel and Hansel. Um, Is it... The Turning, yeah, The Turning, uh, Underwater, and then The Grudge. But, yeah. So there's that. I think that would be my, well, no. I would move one around. Just one of those. I, I think I know which one, Underwater. No. You'd bump up, no? Mm-mm. Oh, well. Oh, that's right, you really did like The Turning also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Y'all. Yeah. Um... My review for Color Out of Space was this movie straight up fucked my mind. The cinematography was on point. There were some crazy good weird parts that tripped me out in an amazing way. I gave it a four out of five. Damn. We twinned. We twinned for the first time this year. We twinned it. That is actually, yeah. um, In the year... The year 2020. That's the first time. Okay, baby. Happened. Cheers to twirs. 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 Twirs to ch- to twinning. Cheers. Cheers to twinning. Cheers to twirs. <laughs> Tears for fears. <laughs> Cheers for queers. What? <laughs> what? Hmm? Yeah. What's going on? Nothing. That's what I love about having a podcast. Um, but who cares? Um, if you guys know who I am, you, you know that I love queers. So. Well, shut up. Fuck it. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm I don't know. I'm just I'm just uh, a pro whatever makes you happy. 
as long as it's not, you know, like harming other people. Because obviously yeah. Ted Bundy was happy with killing people, <laughs> and I don't promote that. But you know what I mean. Love is love as long as it's legal. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, well, even if there's fight something. It. Hmm. Yeah, fight it if it's something that should be legal yeah. and it makes sense. But anyways, <laughs> but the nice thing about having a podcast yeah. is we can say whatever we want. We don't have to worry about fucking YouTube comments and all that bullshit. And uh, podcast listeners are more, um, they have more of a mind that can process things i believe and weigh them in and be like well yeah they're saying that because they have opinions and they're human and all humans have opinions and we're allowed to think differently and talk differently and uh, and not be instantly judged and all that shit but um yeah i feel like they're less critical and less to jump all over somebody over someone yeah but yeah it's the more the more mature side of the internet yeah i don't know i would call this the i mean even though it's usually over listening to over the phone and stuff like that and computer but yeah i just don't hear very many like millennials and younger the younger kids talk about podcasts so i feel like it's more of like a i don't know it's an older generation more mature listening it it is, um, I feel like, um, a lot of the, the younger crowd, they don't get podcasts, but they get fucking what? Or they're too, um, they don't have enough they patience get, for podcasts. Oh well, yeah. They need more visual. I don't know. They get whatever's in their own bubble, their own world or whatever, but not like the other things that, um, it is podcasting is like an advanced advanced talk radio kind of yeah i find it i mean it's even better because i mean i used to listen my first my first listening was am radio technically before podcasting was even a thing um would be like you know like am radio late at night when driving uh like the george nori show um coast to coast or whatever i think it was yeah coast to coast and then people would call in and mm-hmm. he would they would talk about like um anything like topic it could be ufos or whatever but yeah i i don't know that was my f- actual first form of um podcasting before podcasting was podcasting but it's closest thing um sorry <laughs> <laughs> You're attacking me with your foot right now. I know, now. sorry. Um, what was I going to say? Feel, uh, blah? Mm-hmm. Blah? Mm-hmm. Blah? Um, so we're going to talk about the film now. Um, I think we're going to do spoiler free. And of course, if you guys are new new listeners or whatever, um, we will do. If we talk spoilers, we warn ahead of time. Yep. Um, yeah. Yep. 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 You can put your foot back on me. It was no, just you I'm were tapping put- your foot, so I, I kept on thinking you were trying to get my attention, oh, so no. it was distracting me. <laughs> oh, I just I'm just gonna put my foot, my toes in your nose, okay? Okay. All right, let's see. Now we're going to talk about 
Uh, let's talk about the color in a space. Yes, good word. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a mind fuck. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so you do not like Nicolas Cage. I do not. You could do without Nicolas Cage. Yeah. And this is the first Nicolas Cage movie I've watched in a really long time. Probably in like 10 years. Maybe more. Because Because I don't like him. Yeah. Just because I don't like him because his face irritates me. I don't even know what it is about him. It's not really even like... I don't know. Would you rather um, watch three Nicolas Cage movies in a row... Or get stung by 10 bees and kicked in the asshole. Well, probably the three Nicholas Cage. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if it's that. Well, I'm just, I went to the extreme, but yeah. I'm glad. I'm, I mean, maybe if, if it was a little said, less extreme. <laughs> if you would have said the, the pain or whatever, yeah. I would have been like, oh, you, you really wouldn't have been able to convince Nicolas me to Cage. watch this movie then. Yeah. I think that would not have happened. It wouldn't have flied. Yeah. Flown. Or, anyway, or you're, you're extremely into pain, but either one. Yeah, but. I'm a pain seeker. If you're a pain seeker, just get a tattoo. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. Like, but he was good in this. I mean, he was still still got to me in his ways that he does. But the movie was was good, and I liked it, and I liked everybody else and everything else about it. So it overweighed it. It outweighed the Nicolas Cage annoyingness. I like the character buildup. I think in the very beginning, the daughter, she has her horse, her fucking majestic uh, white horse, and she has like a circle. I really like the way that it starts, actually. Yeah, right? And she's dressed definitely... um, I believe she's Wiccan or Alexandrian. I think, no, she says that She's Wiccan. Yes. Because she doesn't say it directly, but she says the person who asked that he made a mistake by guessing mm-hmm. Alexandrian, right? Yeah. She's like, well, that's the second mistake you've made. When he said, when she's like, he's no, he says something. This is not spoiler. Who cares? He's like, are you, um, are you Wiccan or Alexandrian? And she's like, what would you guess? And he guesses the latter. And she says, well, that's the second mistake you've made. And the first mistake was something else, but coming on the property her. and interrupting. Yeah. Oh, no, interrupting. You're right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Entering the private property and interrupting. Interrupting her ritual. Yeah. And this is not. It, this, d- it didn't yeah. really have anything to do with the movie. No, not really. Mm-mm, not at all. Other than them meeting. That's it. Yeah. But. And so this scene starts out great. I'm like, okay. And I like. And I don't, I can't, I, I couldn't tell you her name off the bat. The, the, I've, ne- she, I've never seen her anything before. She kind of looked familiar. But I don't think I've seen her anything. At least nothing big. I don't know. Apparently, there's some tie in there with, um. I read somewhere, a tie in with Nicolas Cage or the director or something she like that. She looks kind of like she could be his daughter. She does. But- um I don't know if he has a daughter. I know he has a son. I don't know. But I I, I liked her acting. Mm -hmm. And I like, I like uh, a good Wiccan character. And I I don't know. It was, it was pretty neat. Um, Starts off with that. There's some good character set up. 
um, yada, yada, yada. Uh, some Nicholas Cage's like <sighs> kissing up on his wife. And like, he's just like the, the part that bothered me though. That was like, he was kissing her hair instead of like, I don't know. Kissing, kissing her like, neck through her kissing yeah kissing her neck through her hair through the hair <laughs> when you would move the hair out of the way like i don't know well at least i would am, you do am I, so yeah yeah and but am i am i part of the majority in that i would think so right i mean does it feel good to kiss hair like you feel like you're not getting that kiss connection yeah i mean on top of the head is different like yeah. if you kiss somebody on the top of the head that's yeah. more of like a, a little um, a gesture of like a cute, endearment yeah. and um, and like oh like kiss on top of the head stuff. But if you're gonna you know like kiss up on somebody, you're gonna move the hair out of the way. I think. But anyway, yeah. But anyways, that's just me. But that's the only thing. That's so funny because I didn't even notice that. <laughs> I noticed it right away because I think it's a thing for me so much so that I noticed it right away. But yeah. anyways, but yeah, this family's. Like they moved out from the city and stuff like that, and um, there there's good setup, um, and then the the meteorite hits, and the colors were pretty interesting. Um, I, I I like the way they did the color. Obviously, it's impossible to do based off of um, H.P. Lovecraft. The color out of space um, is impossible to do a color nobody's seen before, right? Yeah. And that's kind of what the story, his H.P. Lovecraft story is, uh, explained this color. But you can't do that. But they did as close of a job to making it seem like it is this strange, weird color. Yeah, not a color that you would normally see, like, in the sky. Like, it was like a, yeah, like a, I don't know, a not super common nature color, I guess. Yeah. I... Yeah, I still liked it the way they yeah. did that. Um, so yeah, and then you get more, you get you get decent character uh, development build up throughout this film, um, and there's a lot of build up. I believe, I I believe, I my personal opinion is uh, yeah, the setup is really good. Um, the first act will take you to what you want to know as far as about these characters the second act does a great job even the third act does a great job i i don't know i i had no complaints um the pacing the pacing was was really good for me yeah um yeah i like that they didn't just make everything happen so fast like yeah it was actually not really until the last i don't know how long was the movie was it like close to two or was it a little over two, maybe? It was like the last, like... Um, good question. It is 111 minutes, just shy of two hours. Yeah, so I was so going to say, like, the shy. last, like, hour was fuckery. But, <laughs> yeah, it had a really good build-up. Like, good kind of fuckery, not bad kind of fuckery. No, yeah, and it takes its time. So, but if you need stuff right away, this isn't going to be the movie for you. Yeah. But if you like things being built, and if you like good foreplay, then this is a perfect movie because. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, I. 
it sets you up and it gets fucking crazy. That's all. I, I with spoiler free. That's all I can really say. It builds you up and it gets fucking crazy. And right when you think it's not, it can't get any more crazy. It gets it a little gets bit crazier. more crazier. <laughs> so I liked it. I loved it. And that's why it's the favorite of my, uh, it's my favorite of the year so far. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got nothing else to, to say that's spoiler free. You got anything else you want to say about the movie? Um, I can't really, I feel like if I go in, if I go more in, I'm going to spoil and I don't want to spoil, but. Well, cause we can get into spoilers afterwards too. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. I, or jot it down or, uh, mentally note it, or do you want to, or you can write it down or something like that. But yeah. No, I'll be able to keep it in my head. Okay. I don't know. It was a really good movie. Um, I really liked the, the build up too. That's all I can say. That's not a spoiler. <laughs> if you like, um, if you like Nicolas Cage, you'll definitely love this movie. Um, if, if you, you like don't scene, like him, you'll still like it. Proven. I've learned. Proven. And I told her, I told Maddie, I was like, I'm going to make you see this movie with me. Um, and I hope you like, you'll like it. Cause I don't know. It seems like it's my style of movie and it doesn't matter. Then they close cages and, and, and yeah, she still liked it. Yeah. So there you go. Um, but if you like Nicolas Cage being uncaged, oh yeah, <laughs> he gets a little uncaged. Yeah, he'd be cray in this movie. Other movies that are similar to his movie taste of this would be Mandy. If you haven't seen that, you need to see that. If you like that, if you like this movie, you'll like Mandy. If you like Mandy, you'll probably like this movie. Uh, Mom and Dad is another one. Another oh. good horror movie with him. Nicholas Cage and Selma Blair. you probably like that one too, but he gets uncaged in all three of these. Um, slightly different ways. Let's get into uh, this next segment is uh, Letterboxd Reviews. Uh, like you're gonna read off others yeah, reviews <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm just gonna read um other people's reviews off the of letterbox and we'll respond to that we'll say what we think about the review itself it's kind of fun i know it's kind of interesting all right so um karsten runquist says nick cage is one of my favorite famous people oh, hands God. down Right off the bat, it's <laughs> oh, your yeah, failure. Um, they said, um, Who are you? This has some real highs and some real lows. There's automatically going to be a lot of comparing to Mandy, and I'll come right out and say it it's not as good at all. So they're saying it's not as good as Mandy. I would agree, but just barely. Um, but that's coming from someone. This is what they're saying. Sorry. don't. I don't want to confuse you. They're saying, but that's coming from someone who doesn't mind style over substance. Because if you didn't like how empty Mandy felt, you might like this move more. This more. Not movie. <laughs> <laughs> the acting from literally, literally, literally. The acting from literally everyone is not great. And the editing near the beginning is... Mm. I, and they gave it three out of five. Huh. 
So the review matches the score. Yeah. It's not a stupid review. Um, I disagree, though, with the acting. I um, thought, it, yeah, I thought the acting was good yeah. throughout. And they said here that the Nicolas Cage is one of their favorite actors, and they say the acting isn't that good. Do you know who Nicolas Cage is? His acting is kind of just mediocre sometimes. But exactly. That's why I said, who are you? <laughs> yeah, I know. Good point. If that's your fa- favorite famous person, you need to check yourself. Well, son. And well, it's okay, right? But then when you say the acting is not that great in the movie, and Nicolas Cage is one of your favorites, that makes zero sense. But anyways, well. I don't know. I'm slight now. I'm going towards just the the scale of stupid review, but I'm not going to go there because, um, anyways, whatever. Let's read another one. <laughs> <laughs> Silent Dawn said, um, "Great to see a Lovecraft text so painstakingly manipulated and reimagined for the modern era." Richard Stanley, which is the director, has a clear eye for the often unattainable images that emerge from such an uncomfortable figure in horror literature. Uh, the familial dynamics and the deliberate pacing goes hand in hand in connecting buried trauma with cosmic dread. Um, and they give it a three and a half out of five. That's a pretty solid review, I feel. Um, pretty solid, pretty solid. Um, Richard Stanley, the director, he's the person said he has a clear eye and I, I agree. I would say, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah he did good. Um, he knew what he, he knew what he was doing. He knew the HP Lovecraft. He did. And, um, if he didn't do his research, he, he was a fan. And if he wasn't a fan, you know, he did his research and, uh, <laughs> either way, right? Either way. Yeah. Um, Eli says, if Nicolas Cage reprises his legendarily inexplicable, inexplicable accent from Vampire's Kiss isn't a strong enough selling point alone, then I truly don't know what to tell you. So, yeah, they're saying... So... The part where he was, like, freaking out? Or not movie, freaking out, but... Yeah, so... Using that weird voice. Yeah. Okay. And so, this is interesting that they say this, but they didn't explain it in the review, but they don't have to explain it in the review. Vampire's Kiss was a movie with Nicolas Cage. Well, the director, Richard Stanley, told Nicolas Cage, I want you to do your Vampire's Kiss. I want that style of acting. And he did it. So he was doing, he said, he said, um, hey, bro, hey, Cage, um, I loved your acting in Vampire's Kiss. I want you to do that style character or whatever. And so that that's what he did. Um, so yeah, it was fitting. <laughs> Fuck. I'm losing my papers are dropping all over the place. I got you. Thank you. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. I oh, tried. Oh, by the way, they give it a four out of five. Same score as we all did. Right. Yep. 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 Um, Katie said slam dunk, three and a half out of five. Short, but to the point. <laughs> you think she said it just like that? Well, short, but to the point. Oh, no, she didn't say that. I just said that. Oh, okay. I was like, did she say that? No. She literally just said slam dunk. Her two words in her review, all capital, slam dunk. And I said, straight to the point. Short, but straight to the point. (laughs) Three and a half out of five. Um, (laughs) um, Josh. 
Josh. Josh. Color Out of Space has long been one of H.P. Lovecraft's scariest stories, and central to that is its focus on a fear of... Fear of... Fear of... It's loading. (laughs) Fear of... Fear of not just the unknowable, but the intangible. The things happening all around us all the time that we can't even begin to perceive or comprehend. Lovecraft himself saw the story as a direct confrontation of contemporary sci-fi writers who thought of aliens in terms of human physicality and organization. A rebuke of the idea that when contact is made that we can remotely understand or be understood. (laughs) (laughs) this movie's so geeked out i am a nerd i'm a geek too but the reviews that's really nerdy yeah that review was nerdy which i think is funny because josh is usually like a jock a jock dude's name whoa the fucker put it wrote his name in all lowercase too josh all lowercase where up in this right corner, in this corner right there. Oh. You see Josh, Josh all lowercase. Yeah. But he, he gave it a four out of five as well. Matched our score as well. Um, so anyways, there was more to the review. I wasn't going to read his fucking essay. Damn. Um, Matthew, with a capital M, says, lol, LOL, Cage is totally doing Trump once he gets the alien goop on him. Three and a half out of five stars. <laughs> Fuck, he kind of is a little bit, maybe. I mean... Mm, yeah, a little but, bit. But Cage's, Cage's character's father in the movie, which is not around in the movie, is like a total asshole. Yeah, and he said he said something about not being like him, and then... He didn't want to be like him, yeah. But, yeah. The, yeah, I don't want to give anything away, but yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah 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 I'm going to skip to a five star. Um, oh, shit. Don't hit pause. Don't hit pause altogether. Give it a five out of five. Um, and they said H.P. Lovecraft, Richard Stanley, Nicolas Cage, Tommy Chong, Burzum. I fucking know, right? Had to happen in somebody's lifetime. Thankfully, it happened in mine. Mmm. Yum. <laughs> they didn't say mmm or yum, but... <laughs> But you did. Delish. <laughs> five out of five. Stop. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, let me skip some more reviews because people are another, like, another four, a three. Okay. Here's the lowest score I've seen on the, the top list. Um, Ryan. What the fuck kind of name is that? R-Y-N-E. Ryan fucking Ryan what the fuck that's not a human name but <laughs> it could be his last name Rain. without maybe with a Y instead of I. just R-Y I don't, I don't know so anyways this person gave it a two and a half out of five. Oh wow okay. um and they put in quotations the color dot 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 okay hmm? um 
They said, there's terror deep in these woods and shades so frightening and spectacular. Cosmic horror strikes home sweet home in Richard Stanley's rowdy adaptation of H.P. Lovecraft's Color Out of Space, a film where greatness lies just beyond the reaches of the present picture. The unstable, borderline, loony highs are mighty grand indeed, particularly, particularly, <laughs> particularly, lately, thanks to Stanley's striking compositions. I've, the alcohol is getting to me. I can and tell. artistic spirit, as well as the kaleidoscope score from Colin Stetson. Anyways, this fucking, this is another essay. Essay. Um, yeah, essay. Um, blah, 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 blah. One would find it difficult not to admire the atmospheric pleasures teeming with the sinister expanses of the color out of space. Blah, blah, blah. I see a bunch of good things said. Um, a bunch of good things said, but only a two and a half. Yeah, but this is an essay. Oh, I'm not going to read this shit. So I'm not going to say whether or not it's a stupid review because I'm not going to read it. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. But just from what I just skimmed through and to the end, why do you give it two and a half out of five? Anyways, let me find something that makes sense. Ryan, You don't even your name doesn't fucking make sense. Jesus fucking Christ. Okay, Perry. Two out of five. Richard Stanley is one of my heroes. Lovecraft is one of my favorite authors. And The Color Out of Space might be my favorite horror short story of all time. So it breaks my heart to say this is basically just a Stuart Gordon riff with hereditary camera work. Sick psychedelic sequence, though. I mean, it's not a stupid review. It matches their score. You're allowed to have your opinion and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it's not a stupid review. But those of you who need to hear some of these bad reviews, uh, oh my god, Kevin Yang, two out of five stars. Not enough chainsaws. Fuck you. What the fuck? <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Go fucking eat your own ass, Kevin Yang. <laughs> and if you can't find a way. I mean, maybe a chainsaw will help you eat your own ass. If you're not flexible enough to eat your own ass, maybe, chop your head off and yeah, eat your own ass. Yeah. Shove it in your ass. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Damn. Okay, that got dark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done reading these fucking reviews. It's pissing um, me off now. I know, right? All right, this next segment. <laughs> Hold on, I need something to drink. Mm mm. That doesn't sound like you're drinking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I this, wonder what it sounds like on there. Y'all, what that sound like? We won't know until we either re we until we know. listen or the people listening right now. I am. This next part is um, called body parts. And this is where um, actually I haven't used this before. So this is new. Body parts is tidbits of information from sources like IMDb or wherever we go. It may be from all over the place, but it's definitely from the internet. Um, let's take some IMDb tidbits. So in a Q&A with Richard Stanley, 
Uh, Stanley claimed that the film would be the first of a trilogy with a Dunwich horror ad- adaptation coming next. So, so this is the first of three that no he's going to do in H.P. Lovecraft style. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. Kind of interesting. Very, 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 very interesting indeed. Um, another one which I've already talked about, actually, Richard Stanley's favorite Cage movie is Vampire's Kiss from 1988. He asked uh, Nicolas Cage to use the same style of performance. I already said that. Um, so this is Richard Stanley's first feature film in more than 20 years since the infamous The Island of Dr. Moreau. Hmm. That came out in 1996. Hmm. He's done other other movies, but not a feature film, you know, to actually hit theaters like this and stuff like that. Interesting. Very, 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 very. Apparently, Stanley, the director, has been trying to bring this uh, to the screen since 2011, which is based off the H.P. Lovecraft short story. Um, the color out of space and spelled color. The word Kalur. color is different. Yeah, Kalur. <laughs> the English way of spelling it. Yes. Um, but so he's had a hard time finding. He had a hard, he had a hard time finding financing, uh, and he he pitched it to investors at Fantasia Film Festival in 2013, which I want to go this year. I want to hit Fantasia Film Festival. I think. But, um, Fantasia. But yeah. And then things changed for him in September 2015, um, and uh, they announced um, uh, Spectrovision was going to produce it, and then after three years of silence or whatever, um, and they were doing promotional interviews for Mandy, the producer surprised everyone with the project. It was like, hey, you guys, color out of space. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. Um. So apparently Richard Stanley got this steady cam operator, uh, Leandro Vaz de da Silva. <laughs> Leandro Vaz de da Silva. Um, he described him as like a giant out of the Game of Thrones wielding his steady cam like a warhammer. And he's quote quotations marks here there are quotation marks here he said that this guy was fucking fabulous operator um <laughs> and he wants to do a steady cam on all of his films from now on so that's kind of interesting it's interesting when we find good like camera operators um and stuff like that because i'm big on finding the little people which hello i need to fucking who wrote this what am I doing with my life right now? What am I doing Do with know? my life? Do you know what I'm doing with my life? I don't know. What are you doing with your life? I don't know. What am I doing with my life? What am I doing? Who wrote this? Oh, Richard Stanley. Wrote and directed? Yes. Damn. Um... They credited H.P. Lovecraft as the writer of fucking bullshit. I mean, well, yeah, but it was inspired from. Inspired from, yeah, the original H.P. Lovecraft screenplay written by. Yeah, and then Scarlett Amaris also was a writer on this, so Hmm. um, that's Scarlett's first credit for being a writer. 
Um, cinematographer was Steve Anis. Anis. But yeah. That's all I have to say, I think. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to read everything on here. Let's see. What's another interesting thing? Oh, uh, Lavinia, the daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, ha- she has a paperback copy of the Necronomicon in the film. I noticed it too, and I was like, "Man, that looks like a real book." Well, the book itself in the movie is a fictional invention by H.P. Lovecraft. Of course, the Necronomicon is itself. But in 1977, uh, an author who just went by Simon published a book by the same name. And this is the book. It's the same book that Lavinia reads during her ritual in the movie. So you can actually oh. buy this on Amazon. I think it's less than 10 bucks. Wow. I looked it up. Um, so that's kind of interesting. You can own the book that she used in the movie. I mean, that's cool. Is it cool? It's kind of is right. I think so. I think it's cool. I think it's pretty cool too. I think this one's cute, even though I don't like him. Nicholas Cage always wanted to make a love, make a Lovecraft adaptation to tribute to his dad, who was the biggest or a big fan of Lovecraft. Holy That's shit! Cute. I remember reading that one, and I forgot about it. I'm glad you read it. I think it is. I read your mind. You did. I could tell you wanted to read that, so it stuck out to me. I like Nicholas Cage a little bit more actually after reading that Kinda or whatever. Makes me like him a little bit. Fuck. Yeah. He wanted. He his dream was to do. I'm getting the feels right now. No, <laughs> cry. <laughs> no, no. Stop it. This is not supposed to be emotional. Um, yeah. So I actually like him a little bit more. Um, that he did this um, for his dad. So, yeah. <laughs> Fucked us yeah. up, Nick. I'm not crying. Nick. You're crying. Nick, you fucked us up. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fucking hate you. Let's play a game. Let's play a game. Let's play a game. One Maddie enters. <laughs> only one Maddie leaves. Or doesn't leave. Or doesn't leave. <laughs> yeah, so this is the segment in not every podcast, but a lot of them I try to do this, where Maddie plays a game. And you can play along. You can listen and try to guess. It's either true or false. Um, I didn't come up with a clever name. I usually come up with something. You know, Damn. Like something, right? I didn't maybe come you'll, up with, you'll come up with something on the spot. Yeah, maybe. I might do it. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll come up with something. But anyways, so... Something to do with space. This is going to be a, a best out of three. It could be a best out of three, a best out of four, a best out of five. Maddie tries, I say, a statement or a synopsis or whatever. She has to guess whether what I'm saying is true or not. And you so can, I'm just going to say true or false? How dumb. No, I haven't. <laughs> I, haven't I, said, I said I can make up one on the fly. Space or in your face. No. I mean... Yeah, well, in your, which one would be both true? Positive. Which one? Would, I'm like, which one? Wait, um, in your face would be true. Yeah, but then space is also true. But space is mysterious, so mistake. So space could be um, fictional. It could be false in a way that you don't know. 
because we haven't really fully explored space. Obviously, we never will. But um, <gasps> hmm. out of space or in your face? Okay. Yes. That's a lot to say. Let's but do that's that. Cool. No. Yeah. Out. Um. <laughs> out of space. It's false. Well, false. In your face will be truth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you ready to play? I'm ready. Here's the first one. H.P. Lovecraft fueled a lot of his stories from personal phobias and dreams. One reoccurring dream involved something he called night gaunts. They were thin, black, and faceless humanoids that tickled their victims silly until they surrendered, which in today's age would be crying uncle. (laughs) Your face. (laughs) Um, I think... In your face. I'm giving people a listening time to mentally, or you can verbally say it. It is in your face truth. What? Yeah. So he had um, more of, there are more than just dreams. He actually had night terrors and stuff like that too. And but yeah, he would dream of these peop- these things called the which he named them the night gaunts. Um, I thought I find it very interesting. I base a lot of my stories off of my dreams too. And apparently, doing more research on H.P. Lovecraft, he got almost all of his stories from his dreams and stuff like that. So it's kind of interesting. But um, these things are kind of weird. Um, these things that are uh, I creepy faceless they're like these thin black faceless humanoid creatures but the thing that i found fucking hilarious is they they tickle their victims into submission like what the fuck <laughs> it's kind of creepy i mean if you're if you're getting tickled and you can't make it stop and it's like tor- it's kind of like torture no in it a way is. We, if you get your t- nerves are like fuck <laughs> actually yeah if um a group of like creepy things would like tickle me until i gave up i mean well i would give up right away obviously but i'd say uncle right now (laughs) (laughs) but yeah okay well you're you're ahead of the game right now sweet you're ahead of the game here we go are you ready for number two ready hp lovecraft inspired some of today's well-known works of fiction batman and the entire city of Gotham were conjured from Lovecraft stories. Think in your face. I'm going to give listeners a time to decide. It is out of space. Kind of makes sense, though. Like the one with the one that um, Tim Burton had it. A hand and seemed like it could have been kind of yes yeah, so i don't know this I one was feels it, it, well tricky you, tricky no you're partially right so it's out of space it's false but um so batman uh he puts his dastardly criminals away in arkham asylum well arkham being the name of the fictional city hp lovecraft created as a setting for many of his stories mm. but not the entire city of Gotham and not all of Batman is conjured up from them. Only Arkham. Um, so Arkham Asylum got the inspiration. The per, they It was inspired from H.P. Lovecraft. Only the Asylum that Batman throws his 
you know, the criminals in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're one for two right now, which means this the final one is you win or lose. Yeah. Are you ready for this? Give it to me. This is the third and final one. He was not only best buds with the great Harry Houdini, but he also was there when Houdini died on October 31st, 1926. Lovecraft was not only there on his deathbed, but also for when he was delivered the death blows. In your face. Give people time to answer mentally or outwardly, verbally, anally. (laughs) (laughs) Out of space. Fuck. He was best buds. Sorry, sorry. But you you won two times in a row before this. But this time... I gotcha. So he was very good friends with Harry Houdini. Oh, okay. But he wasn't there when he died, and he wasn't there on the night where he was uh, fatally injured. Apparently, for those of you who don't know, Harry Houdini was like one to take like punches and and blows to the stomach and stuff like that. Well, apparently, you know, Harry Houdini and some people were like sitting around talking, and some guy was like, "Hey, bro." I heard, um, I heard you, um, you fucking, um, can take a fucking blow to the stomach, bro. (laughs) I heard you fucking, yeah, you just flaunt your, uh, your powerful stomach. And Houdini said, um, that he did, he confirmed it or whatever. And apparently this guy then socks him in the stomach like four or five times or whatever. And ruptures something. I don't remember what it was. But he ruptures something and he ends up dying the next day, I think, from from it or whatever. But but apparently it was a thing that he would do. He would have people come up and sock him in the stomach as hard as they could. Hmm. But this guy. Maybe it was over time. Like he started damaging his organs over time and then it was just like, I can't take it anymore. Or this guy was a fucking beast. He's like, I heard you flex, bro. I heard you flex, Houdini. Can you take mine? And he fucking destroyed him. But I don't know. Did he go to jail for manslaughter? Prison for manslaughter? You know what? I don't know. That'd be something to look up. Crazy. Right? In today's age, hmm, possibly. Maybe. He would have probably at least went to trial. Yeah. What do we got going? Sucker. Um... What do I have next? Oh. Uh, H.P. Lovecraft about the author. Let's see what we got here. <laughs> Let's see what we got here. Um, Some interesting tidbits. Is anything stand out? Let's see. Here are... I'm going to give you some interesting things. So... You already said that. Well, because of the game. 
Yeah. The first one on here that I have about the author um, was interesting to me. Both his mother and father were separately committed to the same mental institution. Shit. Fuck. At different times, though, because his father passed away and then his mother never recovered from that. And then she ended up being the same mental institution as her husband. So, but she fucked with him. Like I was reading more about this or whatever. And, um, she would say the fucking most, she would call him like hideous and stuff like that. Call, uh, HP Lovecraft, just all sorts of names and, um, just put him down. And, so then he later became like a recluse. Um, he rarely went out in the public during the daylight. He would only go out at night and stuff like that because he thought he was hideous, I think. And he didn't want to like really socialize. But he did end up um, getting married, I believe, and stuff like that. But um, yeah, so he would only leave the house after sunset and he would study and write and um, he would sleep late into the day and... Um, the reasoning behind it was because, yeah, his mom would call him grotesque and stuff like that. So, so sad. Yeah, I know. Um, what a bitch. <laughs> Another one I already talked about. He's best buddies with Harry Houdini. Um, he ghost uh, wrote a column um, for Harry Houdini in Weird Tales. So that's kind of interesting. That was in 1924. Um, uh, he suffered night terrors. I already talked about that one. And you already talked about the Batman yeah, thing. And I already talked about that one. Well, so good thing you didn't give me this because it's sort of, is this why you didn't give it to me before the game? I purposely <laughs> did not give you this ahead <laughs> of say, time. Cause this is like half of the stuff. Yeah. They're all on here. Yeah. The last three are all part of the game. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. I kind of, well, yeah, some of that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, What's the next segment here? Good thing I didn't look at this when it was on the bedside table. And if you would have, that would have been a... Cheaty, cheaty. I mean, no, it would have been... But not really cheating, because you wouldn't have known it. True. So... Well, how do you have the games listed on there? Is it, like, obvious that it's the games? No. Oh, okay. You would not have known it. They're just, so. like, the... Just yeah. facts and yeah. or not fact. Yeah, you would not have known it, but... It would have been insight for sure. Um, so the next segment is word on Elm Street. That's where we take to the streets and ask questions. Obviously, Elm Street is the street we take our asses to to sell or ask or talk. <laughs> so this one, um, we didn't actually go to the streets. We went to the Slasher app. And I asked about a Nicolas Cage scenario. So, <laughs> let's see. Um, and this time I was prepared, so I took screenshots just in case if <laughs> it doesn't load. Um, let's see here. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna wait for this. I'm gonna go straight to the screenshots. Let's see here. Okay, what did I ask? You might ask. I said, Nicholas Cage shows up to your house covered in blood. He doesn't say a word. He only stares directly into your soul. What's your move? What would your move be? Bro, what the fuck? Get off my porch. <laughs> would you kick him in the balls? Yeah. 
Punch him. Oh, do you want that sack. direct contact? Yep. Sacked fist. You want to feel the smashing of the sack <laughs> yeah. against your knuckles. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> okay, so this sounds intimate. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> okay, uh so on the Slasher app, which you can find on the App Store, um Stella said um if he's in a car, get in the car. If he's at my door, take off my top to break his what will. What the fuck? <laughs> Damn. Damn. I mean I guess, right? Yeah. She you, must like him. Well, she wants to break his will, too. Is that his, um, what he calls his penis? Will? Mm. Giggity. Yeah. <laughs> um, horror fan 72 said, play dead until he leaves. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen Nicolas Cage, like, just destroy a dead body or anything. So that might work, right? Kutamaro said uh, Say you want to come in And get cleaned up And I'll make you some dinner Mm, I'll make you some dinner It's fine, (laughs) just come in the house You're all bloody, it's fine, whatever We're all bloody sometimes I mean it might work Nicolas Cage's characters are so crazy It might work Um Surprise love horror movies said, spray him with my garden hose. He's a mess. I mean, that, that if, if it, if it won't just clean him up, it might get him to leave. If you just spray him with a hose, I don't know. Yeah, Put it on the jet stream one. Yeah. The one that shoots out real hard. Like a fucking fireman's hose. Yep. Oh shit. Right on the ball sack. Now we're getting serious. <laughs> <laughs> A uh, terrible itch for solitude said, probably giggle because even at his most intense, he still looks goofy as shit. <laughs> I like that one. Palms love horror says light up. All right. I mean, what are you lighting up? Your ass, him, a cigarette. Um, a joint, a joint. C. Commissar said, I hate Nick Cage. I just leave. I hate Nick Cage. I just leave. What's their name? C. Commissar. I feel ya. Brother, sister, whoever. They're a robot, clearly. I hate Nick Cage. I just leave. Me too. Hipster underscore alien said, did you steal the Declaration of Independence? Well played. National treasure. Mm-hmm. Devil man 1313 said, help him. I mean, you could gain a fellow warrior. I don't know. Help him. Help him. Maybe. Metal Bolt said, I'm just getting in the car. Dangerous move. I like your style, though. See what happens. Possibly end up dead, caged. I feel like Nicolas Cage, if he caged you, you're fucked. Caged by cage. 
yeah, you're in for some mental warfare and some fucking crazy bullshit. Crazy. I feel like crazy, he would cage crazy. you, but not in a cage on the ground. You'd be fucking perched like in a bird a bird cage the size for uh, for a human consumption. Um, <laughs> just just gonna let you hang there for a while. Forced to watch his movies over oh, God damn. and over and over and over and his uh, all of his tryouts. I'm gonna call them tryouts because I can't think of the word Audition? right now. Audition tryouts. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sport, but it is a sport. Acting could be a sport. Makes you watch all of his tryouts over and over. Maniacs and monsters said, "Offer him a drink from the skull of his enemy." Dang, parched. Nick Cage, <laughs> parched. Fuck yeah. And then there are a bunch of other ones on here. Actually, we got a really big response. Um, oh, oh, Dead Wiggle Worms said, probably mistake him for Marilyn Manson and fanboy geek out. <laughs> he does look a little bit like Marilyn Manson. Yeah, I can see that. Today. Yeah. If, if you Google Marilyn Manson, how he looks right now, Nicolas Cage, they could be brothers. But anyways, yeah, that's enough of that. Um, that's word on Elm Street, boy. What's next? We're at the end. Um, do you want to talk any spoilers? Nah, let's let him watch it. Yeah, I feel like there's enough for you to grasp. Just know that it's crazy as fuck, in a good way. You're gonna be like the fuck. At least I was. If you like H.P. Lovecraft, watch it. If you like Nicolas Cage, watch it. If you like Mandy, watch it. If you like Nicolas Cage Uncaged, watch it. If, if you don't know about any of those, still watch it. Because you'll end up liking it. Support. <laughs> yeah. Support film festival horror that's made it into the cinema. I feel like that's a, that's a, a great feat. Uh, just support more horror, less hate. What's coming up next? We're going to do a fresh kill um, this Friday on February 14th. On Valentine's Day. Will you be our Valentine? Um, no, I only have one. Yeah, she doesn't fuck share. You. No, fuck you. <laughs> Get your own. So, <laughs> Fantasy Island releases this Friday. We're going we're gonna to get in your face. Um, we're going to do a fresh kill episode on that. And Fantasy Island, if you have not seen the trailer for it, you can. If you don't like trailers, you don't have to. Uh, it is about a group of co contest winners arrived at an island hotel to live out their dreams, only to find themselves trapped in nightmare scenarios. So there you go. Fuck yeah. We're out. Later. Peace out, y'all. Pledge your support and join the fright at patreon.com slash monster squad pod for otherworldly perks. Be sure to follow Monster Squad on Facebook and Twitter at Monster Squad Pod for gory giveaways. If you're brave enough, head over to monstersquadpod.com for even more frightening sounds that will haunt your ear canals. Subscribe and sleep tight. Don't let the boogeyman bite.
Spaceballs. Hey, you stole my line. That's your line. <laughs> I'm just repeating what you said. I know. Spaceballs, the lunchbox. Where? Spaceballs, the ball sack. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Straight out of space, baby. Get it. Boop.